Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show. On this episode of the podcast, we will be discussing everything Baker's. We'll go through the history of the distillery, current news, and of course, our personal favorite aspect of the show, the tasting. With me, as always, is my intrepid and brilliant co-host, Andy Kleshik. Andy, how are you doing today? You know, not, not too bad. I've been enjoying the weather that we've had in Cincinnati the last few days. Uh, it's been real nice. Nice and know, cool. Especially with Labor Day, we've had a cool, somewhat wet Labor Day, but... Not not too bad for a weekend. Um, you know, still it. finalizing, unpacking all my shit in my uh, house now. But other than that, it's not too bad. Uh, and of course, now we're getting ready for football season. Exactly. You know, getting ready. We had our fantasy football draft for our personal league between each other um, like a week to a week and a half ago. And so we're getting ready for that. And You picked early, didn't you? Where'd you pick? I picked number three in our league. Who'd you end up going with? I think I went with Derrick Henry in our league. Oh, first round. That's a, good, that's a good pick. I love that. Yeah, I th- you're... Uh, see, I'm very uh, skeptical and nervous about the, the Bengals. I think rightfully so. You seem yeah. pretty confident about your your uh, your Colts. We'll see. It's, it's kind of a toss-up between them and the Texans to lose the AFC South. Yeah, I think... Uh, so who else is in there? It's the, them, the tech, it's the Colts, the Texans. Who else is in there? Uh, the Jaguars, with Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Yep. Who they're just always going to be the forgotten lol cow of the AFC South. Right. Um, and then the Texans, who their star player is currently on the exempt list yep. because of sexual assault allegations. Right. So, but what's the what's the fourth team? I can't. The Texans. It's the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and who's the. the the Titans. And the Titans. Oh, okay. I really think it comes down to the Titans and the Colts. I think yeah. one of those are going to win the division. I don't think the other. I think the Texans and I think the. Uh, yeah. I don't. I'm not worried about the Texans this year. I don't think any anyone really should be, and I'm, I'm definitely not worried about the Jaguars. Yeah. And then I think honestly, the Bengals. If they, I really think the AFC North is way weaker than normal. I think Pittsburgh is always going to be a tough you know team yeah. to beat. Roethlisberger is really old now though, and they got a rookie running back. You know the wide receivers are, I think, are a little weaker. That you know, I'm not impressed that much with Juju. And I think the Bengals, you got to worry about their offensive line and the defense. Ravens are just depleted. They lost J.K. Dobbins, and they their half their wide receiver corps are are injured. I think yeah. it's the Browns' division to take this year, and yes. you know how the Browns can screw things up. So I think both of those divisions, I think, are pretty open. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see how things go. I we'll think if, I if think they can keep Joe Burrow healthy and they can stop the run, I think the Bengals can be good. But we'll we'll see. All right, folks, without further ado, why don't we jump right on in. Andy, tell the folks everything they need to know about Baker's seven-year. Of course. Uh, so Baker's uh, is the fourth, I think they were the fourth crafted um, small batch, at least originally small batch um, bourbon in the Jim Beans uh, lineup of small batch bourbons that they offered. Uh, originally crafted in the early 90s, I want to say around 92 or 93, um, of course, the others in the lineup being Booker's, Knob Creek, and Basil Hayden's. Uh, two of those three, which we've already done so far, uh, Knob Creek and Basil Hayden's. Um, and much like Booker's, of course, it's also named, Baker's is also named after a member of the Bean family. Uh, and of course, that family member is also a key figure in the distillery's history. It was... The brand was named after uh, Baker Beam, who was the head distiller at 
Beans Claremont distilling plant, uh, while Booker Bean or Booker No was the master distiller over all of Beans operations across all their plants hmm. and everything. Okay. Uh, and of course, Baker was Booker's uh, cousin and the grand nephew to Jim Beam himself, like the OG OG that the entire distilling operations and the entire distillery is named after that Jim Beam. Gotcha. Yeah, I, um, obviously we're we've talked about Jim. We've talked about all these uh, except for Booker's. We talked about Jim Beam. Knob, we've done Knob Creek, I believe, as well. Yeah, and Basil Hayden's. I, you know, all three of those we've done very early on in the podcast. And I've and I've tasted Booker's at least one of the the, the tag along batch that was released this year. Honestly, out of all these Baker's seven, this one that saves age the minimum seven years. This is my favorite of their products so far really? that I've had. I think it's a very under, and we're going to talk about it a little more in the tasting. I think it's a very underrated um, product of theirs. Oh, um, very much underrated. So I'm really I'm, so I'm really excited about it. Unfortunately, I really want to get to Jim Beam. Unfortunately, they're they're closed right now. It looks like. Temporarily for, for COVID reasons. Um, but you and I have been talking about how we really want to get to Mictors for my bachelor party. Um, and they're closed right now too. So I, I get it with COVID and everything, but it just stinks, man. I want to get to some of these really, yeah. some of these uh, more distinct and and, and uh, refined distilleries. And, and some of them are just not open, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. They got to take what they feel is the best precautions to combat COVID right. and all that stuff it's, right now. It's on the bucket. They're both on the bucket list though. Yeah. And, and have you been to Jim Beam before? Um, no. Okay. Not yet. Gotcha. So but it's on, it's on, on both of our buckets lifts. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And so this, exactly. So kind of trending back towards Baker's a little bit here. Uh, you know, it's, like I mentioned earlier, it started its life as a small batch bourbon originally in their, um, in their lineup. But as actually, at least as of 2019 has now become a single barrel offering, um, Originally, at least starting out as a single barrel, it was a seven-year-old, although some of theirs, at least rumor has it, are kind of closer to like eight to nine years old. Hmm. So just a minimum of seven, but it could be a little older. Yeah, it's a minimum of seven, but some of theirs, some of the ones as of 2019 at least, are rumored to maybe be eight or nine-year-old products. Um, Love it. Exactly. And, you know, they spread them throughout the rickhouses at Jim Beam. There are different rickhouses that they have in Claremont and um, closer to Louisville and everything in order to try and create kind of a varying profile of the single barrels yeah. that you'll get. Um, and much like much like um, Booker's, it's a non-chill filtered, although I think it's cut. I, I, I think it might be uncut, but I'm not guaranteed in knowing that because they bottle it at a little bit lower proof than barrel strength. Uh, they bottle it at 100, uh, 107 proof, much like uh, Weller Antique 107 with Buffalo Trace uh, does. Um, and they also have a another product that is a far, far rarer and more limited offering that I don't know if they still offer it, but I think they do. That's the 13-year-old product that sticks closer to the actual age statement on the um on each bottle that they sell and it's something that kind of they now that it is actually a single barrel between both the seven year and the 13 years um offerings that they have um it slots in a little bit better in that four small batch um offerings that they have 
because it can kind of compete with the lower bookers uh, offerings like the little books or some of the lower proof bookers um, but also compete with the higher proof knob creeks and the older age dated knob creeks that they have uh, so it kind of competes a little bit better in that branch of Jim Beam's distilling operations and their product lineup uh, their mash bill for this one for bakers, as far as I can see, at least, is I think a 77% corn, 13% rye, 10% malted barley, which a little bit higher on the uh, corn and rye than they typically have, um, or at least in the corn than they typically have uh, in the mash bill there. And as I mentioned earlier, they have both the seven-year single barrel and the 13-year-old very limited release. I have yet to ever see a 13-year Baker's. Right. In person or even in photos. Um, and something that they offer with at least a seven-year-old uh, single barrel is they have four different uh, stoppers on it. Um, and it could come from any one of their four different campuses. Hmm. Um, any and Anywhere in the rec house. It's just kind of like with some of these very limited offerings among any, at least bourbon distillery, it's kind of which barrel tastes the best that we want to make a single barrel. Um, so you're saying they're each of the, they have a different stopper depending on the location it comes from. I don't know if it's depending upon which location it comes from. I don't definitively know that, but they have four gotcha. different ones kind of similar to how Blanton's has the different horses with oh, a little gotcha. letter that spells out, but there are different ones. Yeah. Okay. There are four different ones. I just don't know. Like, this one is silver on the edges, black in the middle with silver yeah. writing. It says number two, Baker single barrel, uh, seven years minimum, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Yeah. This one is, let's see, it was barreled in December of 2013. It's aged seven years, one month, uh, proof 107, warehouse CLM, serial number 00174775. Okay. And so, exactly. So with those gaps, like you kind of, like you and I kind of were just talking about, I don't definitively know that, like, if each one of the numbers denotes a certain campus that it comes from. Yeah. But it's kind of like Blanton's. It has the four different stoppers. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, And then, of course, the serial number that you just listed off, at least for this bottle, um, you know, if you enter that on Jim Beam's and more specifically Baker's website, you can track, like, from the bottle to the barrel, where it came from in the history of that entire bottle as it oh, made wow. its way through, you know, distillation and everything. That's awesome. Um, That's a really cool, unique thing that they do. Yeah, there. exactly. It's cool, unique, fun way to, if you're really nerdy about that type of the <laughs> yeah. bourbon side. You can track your bottle. Side. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Awesome. So uh, I think without, I think we're ready for the tasting then, right? Yeah, I'm ready for it. All right, folks, go ahead and pour yourself a glass of the Baker's at least age minimum seven years, and we will go ahead and dive into the tastings. All right, folks, we are going to do the tastings now for Baker's seven year, and we are going to, of course, as always, start with the nose. Hmm. Slightly light nose for what yeah. I'd expect at seven, 107 proof. Yeah, it comes off a little. Bad. I think it comes off light at first and then it has like a little kick at the end almost. Yeah, a little bit. It reminds me of some of the, uh, a lot of the, it reminds me of some other Beam products, I would say. Kind of. But, yeah. I, I, but I like the way it stacks up in comparison. Yeah, it gives, it gives a little bit of that 
at least it's a start a little bit of that beam nuttiness but yeah then exactly on the back end provides some more complexity for me well, some little like some baking spices as well i, I get a lot yeah. of the nuttiness and then some baking spices yeah i think like this proof if not higher is like perfect for their products i agree try it. all right let's do the palette cheers, cheers sir Decently complex. Yeah. Pretty smooth still, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's for a seven-year, 107 proof, it's not all that bad. Doesn't stray too far from the Jim Beam profile and everything that you would expect for their products. Yeah. What are some notes that you're, you're picking up in the palette there? Uh, definitely the standard nuttiness and oakiness of Beam with a little bit of, like, a like light citrus... Uh, note like a light orange note that you'd standardly get from a beam or a yeah. bourbon product. I agree. I'm getting the light orange as well. I'm oh. also getting some some of the the spices and and yeah. some of the pepperiness. That yeah, uh, a little bit more pepper spices than baking spices that I might, ex- exactly. might get from some other bourbons. But exactly, uh, you know, not too bad. I mean, I think it's a good sip and whiskey if you know you want to drink neat or even sit there with a little bit of ice in it. It's not too bad. Yeah, absolutely. I'm getting a bit of the nuttiness on the on the finish as well. Yeah. Um, again, I, I, a little bit of oak and like like sweet vanilla oak almost on the finish. Um, I think it's a really solid whiskey. I yeah. really oh, like good. this one. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's it's a very very solid, at least bourbon. It's a very solid bourbon that can stack there and compete with most well put together offer 100 percent. and for me like i said it is i think my still my favorite of the beam products that i've tried so far i can't say that i've tried them all you know i haven't tried some of the the really old knob creeks um i haven't i haven't had a batch um, of bookers you know i've tasted the bookers but that's just one batch i think bookers is it's just such a it's such a um it's such a hot bourbon it's just so the heat is it just really is so more expensive to find too it's very pricey um, i just think if you're looking if you're comparing across the board i think this is my favorite other products as of as of so well round it's the most well-rounded one that you can find. yeah exactly um and and i think it's the it's the best option can if you consider all factors again we'll we'll do the we're going to do bookers next week so that'll be interesting to kind of compare the two yeah All right, folks, that's it from us this week. Make sure you go over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, share it on your social media pages. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Distilled Discussions. Uh, We really do appreciate your guys' support and, of course, your feedback as well. Uh, Pour yourself another whiskey. Don't worry, America. We'll be here to drink with you next week.